back, back at Mansfield Town. <laughs> Last time I, I played here, uh, I was sub. Yeah. Not good, eh? <laughs> sub, 12th man. Deary me. Mind you, I'm only 16. <laughs> uh, I want to share a little bit about what I talked about this morning. Is this echoing? Or? It is? Um, okay. That, is that better? All right. um, so I'm going to share a little bit of what I shared about this morning in the, in the second, uh, the 11 o'clock meeting. Just want to just share your testimony so you know, my testimony so you know where we've come from. I might even, um, this, is, this is right off the spur, I, I might even just get pat up and just to share a little bit in a minute. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, is that all right, love? If you want me to. Oh, okay. I think, I think it'd be good to... <laughs> I think it'd be good if you could just just get the feel of both of us, and and you know just what it meant to both of us and and, and what. I, but I do want to read this. I, I want you to just close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a minute, and I want you to imagine. Just imagine that you could have anything that you want. That you could live anywhere you wanted. You could have the best car. You could do just what you wanted. Just imagine that for a minute. Now open your eyes. It's a lie. <laughs> Re- listen to this. I'm coming from Ecclesiastes again. And it says this. It says, whatever my eye- eyes desired, I did not keep it from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. That grasping for the wind means that's clutching fresh air in your fist. What he's saying here is he's a guy who's had everything. He's a guy who's done everything, been everywhere. But he could never find that one thing that we all need. And that's Jesus. And, and there's, there's no way we can, we can ever be fulfilled or satisfied without we meet Jesus. I want to give you this opportunity tonight. There may be some people in here who have never met Jesus. And tonight you can. I want to introduce you to him. He's, he's just the greatest guy. And if you get to know him more and more, you'll get to know how much grace there is in him and, and how much love there is in his heart and in his life. He, he, is, he, he is like the Father in heaven. You know, some people haven't got good opinions of the Father because they've had a, maybe had a bad father on earth. But I want to tell you, the Father in heaven is the most loving person there is. He's the best dad there is. In, in actual fact, we, they call him Popper in the New Testament. And, and we need to understand that, that even if you've had a bad experience with an earthly father, your heavenly father isn't like that. He's a great father. And God, and, and God sent Jesus down to here to show us the father. Do you notice that, do you notice that in the Old Testament, there's, there's, they hardly ever mention father? I think it's mentioned once in regards to the Father of Heaven I'm talking about. 
I think it's mentioned once, but in the New Testament, it's mentioned time and time and time again. Because we don't only want to get to know Jesus, we want to get to know the Father, because the Father's the boss. And the Father's the one who looks after the house, isn't he? Well, not my house, but... <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's a, we're supposed to be head of the house, the Father. And he is the head of the house upstairs. And, and we need to understand him, and we need to know that the Father loves us and cares about us. The, the Father in heaven is full of grace. Jesus came down to show us the Father. He says, he's, he's just like me. Yeah. 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 And Jesus were great, eh? Yeah. And still is great today. It's fantastic. But here we have a guy, King Solomon. I, I just love King Solomon. Like I said this morning, I'm not quite sure whether he got saved or not. But, but whether he did or not... It doesn't really matter. It was the wisest man that ever lived outside of Jesus. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It was pretty good to, to be the wisest man that ever lived, and, and this guy was. And um, he had everything that you could ever wish for. And we laughed this morning about the 700 wives and, and the 300 mistresses that, that he had. It's incredible it's just what he did have. He just had everything, silver and gold, in abundance, he could just have anything that he want, wanted. And I, and I want you, wanted you guys to imagine that. You could just have anything that you wanted. What would your life be like? Do you think you'd be satisfied? No. Neither do I, because my life is a little bit like that, or was a little bit like that. I had almost everything. I achieved the things in life that I wanted to achieve. And yet I could never, ever fill this thing in here yeah. that I wanted to yeah. fulfill this, yeah. this thing that always you know you, when you go to bed at night and you question gee I wonder if there is something up there I wonder if there is a God you know that, that thing that you need to satisfy and of course I got a mum who was a born again believer I got two sisters who were both born again believers on fire for God and that didn't make it easy you know I was like the, the, the little black rat walking about <laughs> You know, I didn't want to know anything about Jesus or God and my mum made me go to church and I didn't want to go to church and my sisters were toddling off there, you know, and, you know, getting it all. And, and here where I just, you know, wanted to play football. That's all I wanted to do, just play football. And so, you know, it was a little bit different. And my mum would say to me, you know, you know what, even when I were in my 20s and 30s, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll share this with you because I never, ever want, liked going into discos. I didn't, because every, every, my mum would say to me, you know, make sure you don't go in anywhere, and if Jesus come back, he won't want to see you there. <laughs> see? And, and I used to go into these discos, and all, and all my, you know, my, my soccer, my football mates had toddle off into these discos and I'd walk behind her thinking, oh no, I've got to go in here and Jesus might come back. <laughs> uh, it's true. I know you're laughing, but it's true. It is. I don't know. It, it's, it's just true. And, and, and I, was, I was just mentioning this morning for those people who don't know, I, I, as a kid I wanted, um, I wanted a pair of Adidas soccer boots. And, and, you know, you couldn't get them them days. This is a long time ago, like in the 1950s. And I wanted, I wanted a pair of these Adidas soccer boots with the three stripes because they were new from Germany, you see. 
And, um, and there were only two people making these new continental boots. And the rest of the boots were right up near, near your knees, you know. And, uh, and, and they had to bang them in. With, can you remember, anybody can remember them? They had to bang them in with, with, with nails? Yeah, if you, ever, if you ever tackled anybody, of course I didn't. You know? <laughs> I didn't tackle too many people. But, but I wanted these boots so bad, you know. And I remember one day I went into the kitchen and, and my mum had, had these boots for me. And I thought that were it. I thought, that's it. Yeah, I've made it. I, I won't ever ask for anything else again. You know, I've got these pair of boots that I want. This is it. You know, and I was just saying this morning that, that I'd got something that I thought was it, but it wasn't it. You know, how many times have we done that? How many times have you done that in your life? You know, you've, 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 got, you've bought a new car and, and you've thought, oh man, what a car this is, you know. This is it, or a house, or whatever it may be. But after a few weeks, it's just like that other house you had, or, you know, it's not as good as you thought, or it, it doesn't do the business that it should do, you know. It doesn't fulfill this thing that's in here, and, and you can't satisfy. It's true, isn't it? It's that. And here we have a man who, who, who writes, well, he writes a couple of books in the, in the Old Testament. And he, he's, he's typical of it, wasn't he? And, and he sums it all up by saying, you know, it's all a waste of time if you don't know God. Yeah. That's what he says in, in chapter 12, if you want to have a look. 12 verse 13, I think it is. He says, it's all a waste of time yeah. if you don't know God. And I found that. I found it's a waste of time. I got, those, I got those little boots with them three stripes, and after three weeks, I threw them in the cupboard with the rest of my gear. I remember opening the cupboard one day and thinking, oh, no, they were it. They were what life were all about, you know? And, and so I, I, from there, I moved on, and I, I always wanted, I love football, you know? And I had a dad who encouraged me. He, he loved football too, and and um, and, he, and he would he, he wanted me to be a footballer or or try to be a footballer or be the best I could as a as a, as a sportsman. Uh, I were a decent footballer and a good cricketer as well. You can't quite imagine that, can you? I live in Australia now. They love cricket. Yeah, yeah they don't love they don't love uh, palms very much now though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I love that that time just a few weeks ago. When, when I was just, you know, walking into coffee bars and they had it on the tellies and, oh, you know, another one down, another, another Aussie wicket down, you know, I loved it, you know. Where was I? Come on, let's get back to this. Let's get religious. <laughs> Who likes religion? No. no. Ooh. Yeah, that put me off church. That, that put me off church as a kid. I'm just going anywhere now. <laughs> I'm just off. Yeah. It, it, doesn't it put you off? Yeah. You know? Yes. What about in here is the freedom of God. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? To, yes. to, to know you can have that freedom yes. to come in here and praise and, yes. and worship God like, like you want to. Yes. Yeah, not like I want you to. Not like the pastor wants you to. Like you want to. Yes. Like God, God sees us all individually. And so let me get back to the football anyway. And so what I wanted to be as a kid was a footballer. I'll never, I'll never ever... I used to think about, I'm very one-eyed. I used to think about just that. That's all I ever used to think about. Just 
being a footballer, that's all I ever wanted to be. If anybody asks me what you're going to be, you know, most kids would say, I'll, I want to be a fireman. I used to think, a fireman? Why would you want to be a fireman? I said, I want to be a footballer. And, and I did. Eventually, I, I got to be one. You know, I went through the, the ranks and one thing and another, joined Rotherham United and played in the youth team and, and then played in the reserve team. And, and then the manager who brought me to Rotherham United left and he went to Grimsby Town. And I said, what do I do now? And he said, well, you either stop here or you can come with me. And I said, I'll come with you. And he took me to Grimsby Town. I was at Grimsby Town for, for five years. And then I went to the top division to play for Burnley for nine years and had a great time. Played in all the great stadiums against all the great players. And, you know, you, you mentioned some, Phil, honestly. You mentioned some, but you missed one. Yeah, Doug Collins. That's what you missed. But, but, but anyway... Let's, let's put it, Doug Collins, Dennis Law, Georgie Best, and Bobby Charlton. Does that sound better? <laughs> Do you notice they want a stag among that lot? No. no. And no forests either. No. Ooh. I knew that one would touch a few. I knew that one would touch a few. Uh, and I, I, honestly, I had, a, I had a great career, but I... I I can honestly say this, that I thought many, many times that what my, what my mum had said and, and, and now my sisters, I saw them how they loved the Lord and many times when I was on my own and, and doing things, I, I, I reflected on, on my previ previous childhood and, and being brought up. And uh, here I was having a great time and if you'd have seen me, you'd have, you'd have said, oh mate, he's made it. You know, I had the cars and all the things that, the trimmings that go with being a pretty well-known professional soccer player. I say soccer because that's what they say in, in Australia. You know, it's hard to sort of, it's a funny place that, isn't it? <laughs> that Australia, they, they're down under, you know, and, and they don't like cups of tea. Uh, you, you mention a cup of tea, they say, what's a cup of tea? And so I played in all the big stadiums. Uh, you know, I, I remember later on in my career, I went to uh, played in America with Pele and people like that. I mean, the greatest player in the world. And, and, um, and I, there were 76,000 people in New York. Amazing, eh? I played at Liverpool. I remember first time I played at Liverpool, I couldn't hear for the first 15, 20 minutes. I, it took me ages to get used to the game, you know. And, and I, I played in all these fantastic places. But again, I say, there was still something missing in my life. And, and basically, I can go through and I can go through and I can go through, but I want Pat to share a little bit tonight when she comes. And, and so what I'm going to say is that, is that I got to a place where, where I had no satisfaction and couldn't find any satisfaction, and yet I had it all. If, if you'd have seen me and where we live and all this stuff, but I, I had it all, and... Eventually, we, Pat and I went, got married and went to Australia, and I looked for security. And I, I bought two businesses. I had two McDonald's, and we were, we were very, very well off. We were, we were blessed financially. And, uh, 
And I thought that was it. I thought financially I'm well off and secure now. That, that must be the thing that I've, I've been missing. And, um, but it wasn't. And I want to share, you this, share with you this bit, then I'll hand it over to Pat. The, it, was not, it was April the 13th, 1987. And I got up early in the morning to watch the golf. That's the Masters golf on television. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a golfer, and I like golf. And, and um, I got up about 6 o'clock, and my, my son Danny, who was 13 years of age, he, he came in, into the room, and I said, you're up early, aren't you? He said, yeah. He says, Dad, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, the school on my bike. And he was going for the first time uh, on his bike. And uh, he just had it mended, actual fact. And uh, he, was, he, he was off on his bike, and I, and I said, no, don't go. I said, I'll take you. I'll take you to school. But he wanted to go pick up a friend, and, and, and off he went. About 20 minutes later, I got a knock on the door. And that knock, um, the lady said to me, your son's been in an accident. And I thought it was just, a, you know, nothing too serious. And... Um, said, you better come down right now. It's about a kilometre away from where we live. And we live in a sort of a, we've got 12 acres of land and it's a really lonely place and, and uh, there's not many cars go up there. And so I got there, I got in the car, shouted to Pat and our Jackie. I said, Danny's been in an accident. I said, um, I'm just going down there now to see what's happened. And I went down there and when I got there, the helicopter was there already and I knew then that it was pretty serious. And there was an ambulance there. I don't know where it had come from. This, you know, within 20 minutes, a, an helicopter had come and an and a ambulance had come. And, the, and there were loads of people surrounding um, our Danny. That's my little boy. And I remember they, when I went there, they parted because they realized who I was. And, and, and I stood and I looked at the dead body of my son. They were killed. And, um, and I, remember, I remember thinking, Doug, what have you done with your life? That's what I thought. I, I don't know whether it was the right thought or the wrong thought or whatever it was, but that's what I thought. I thought, what have you done with your life? You've just lived your life for yourself. You've lived a selfish life. And that's like this guy here. This guy here, he, he, he lived to get everything that he could get. And found at the end there were no satisfaction. That's exactly where I was. And uh, it was a nightmare of a time, I want to tell you. You, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have had a worse time than there. When we got, we got through that day, I don't know how we got through that day, but we did. And we came to the April the 14th, 1987. I, I love April the 14th. And I mentioned this this morning because that falls on Passover. And that's a very significant time. I got saved on Passover. I never realized that till a, a few years ago. And, um, and, and so it, it, it's quite interesting. We, we were quarter to five, April the 14th, 1987. That's how significant this is to me. That when I was born again, I know exactly the time I was born again. I can remember it, I can remember it and, uh, so easily. And I, I remember quarter to five, we sat around our, our kitchen table. There were Pat at the side of me here. And, we were, uh, and my daughter, Jackie, who had been born again nine months before this happened and had been praying for Pat and I. 
And Pat was, uh, was very receptive to becoming a Christian, but I wasn't. I didn't want to be a Christian. I couldn't. Uh, I, 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 I saw it like um, the religion that I'd seen as a kid. And, and I didn't like that. Uh, I've got to be honest. I didn't like that. And um, so as we sat down, uh, Pat said, I want to read a scripture. But I didn't even know we got a Bible in the place. And I didn't, honestly. I said, where do you get a Bible from? Well, you know. And anyway, she, she, she started to read this scripture from John 12, verse 24. And it says, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it, it can't rise again and, and produce fruit. Or something like that. In fact, I, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't bothered whether I got that scripture right or not because I didn't know anything about scripture anyway. I just heard what she said. She said, you know that, that, that Danny had to die to save me and you? And I thought, my goodness. She says, not like Jesus died for the world, but, but, but God loves us, you know. And I remember just walking across to the, to the window and I walked through the kitchen and into our big lounge and, and I could see the mountain there. And all I could say was, that's it. That's it. That's it. And I was born again. Yeah. Saved. Didn't know anything about the Bible. Didn't know anything about 